right, everybody. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 9th, 2020. And today we've got a very special episode for you guys. That's right. It's back. We're dancing on some graves of the Eastern Conference teams who were kicked out in the semifinal round. But first, I'm your host, Detroit Sports Editor Noel Bianchi, here today, as always, with longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith. What's up? That's me. Yes, it is. Woo! That was good. Sounded. Never mind. Is that, is, that, is that enough positive energy for you, Nolan? That's, yeah, that's so a healthy dose. Do I sound dose. awake, Nolan? That's a healthy dose. That's All a healthy right. dose. All right, awesome. Ethan, Ethan was late to this recording because he was talking to his mother about Formula One, so no wonder he's so fired up. We also have uh, with us today from the Lockdown Sharks podcast, you know him, you love him. He is Kyle Demetrius. Kyle, welcome back to the show. Good to have you. How are you, how are you doing? I was late to this podcast because I was talking to my mother about Giro d'Italia. So I feel you. Am I supposed to know who that is? It's cycling in Italy. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Tour de France for Italy. Come on. How it's would, any, how would you expect anybody to know that? You're Italian? Look at your last name. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Nolan. Yeah, you're <laughs> Nolan. I figure, it's, I figure a man of culture like Ethan who is talking about Formula One would know about cycling. No, I'm not I, uh, absolutely <laughs> <cyclist>. <laughs> I can name one cyclist and he is disgraced. Schwinn despite Armstrong. raising millions and millions and millions of dollars for cancer. And beating cancer. All the odds. Yeah. He, he beat cancer. Well, he did. Cancer took one from him, but he ultimately won in the end. Uh, yeah. Cancer may have won a battle, but he won the war. <laughs> um, did you guys wear the Livestrong bracelets? Absolutely. And I had like, okay, so I was, you're a little bit older than us, but I was like seven or eight, right when that whole uh, little rubber wristband thing was popping off. How so many did I you had have? Like, oh, dude, I had like 12 on each arm. I, I didn't even care what they said. You're totally the dude that would, yeah, I could totally see you being that It guy. wasn't just me. It was our whole general. Don't, don't, don't. Do I this. never had any. I was never a big wristband guy. What about like what about those ones that are like ones like from opposite sides of like the globe and it's supposed to be like shut up it's like twenty oh, bucks oh 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 the one oh, with the, the seawater <laughs> yeah <laughs> so ridiculous this is actually there's three drops of black sea salt water in here and it helps with your shockers oh and you're, my god and you're like what is going on here twenty five dollars I remember and like there's we lived we were kids and like, I feel like in the height of the junk science uh, era for like the, mo- the modern era of junk right science. Now? No, no. Like I'm talking like 10 years ago, maybe like when the fighting necklaces were popping or like the balance bracelets. Do you guys remember those? It was literally <laughs> just like, a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I remember my, my buddy Aaron, he's like, he's like, dude, tr-. he's like, watch this, put your arms out. And he like, he, he like grabbed one of them and like, pushed it down really fast and I like kind of got a, a little off balance you could say and then he goes now put this on and then he did it again and it was a total placebo effect because this time I was stronger and I didn't get knocked over and I was like holy shit mom I know my birthday is in four months <laughs> I really want to be a professional athlete and then you would like three months later you'd have like the green shit on your arm and then and then people realized that like they couldn't just hawk this stuff so they turned to dr oz to hawk junk medicine to people like <laughs> raspberry key yes. and stuff like that yes 
good times had by all. Uh, so we should probably talk about uh, some hockey here, I figure. Uh, the conference semifinals are over and done with. A pair of Game 7s on Friday involving the two Western Conference teams. We'll get to those guys a little bit later on in the day. Actually, I'm posting both these episodes at the same time. Let me back that up. We took Monday off. Now we, uh, we posted yesterday. We did a little crossover with Lockdown King, Sarah Avampedo, and today we're going – Two episodes in one day to make up for that day lost on Monday. So you guys still get five shows this week. How nice of us. Uh, and we're going to be posting them right back to back. Before we actually get going, we have one more special announcement. And that is that after the Stanley Cup playoffs are over, we have enjoyed our time with, uh, with Kyle so much. We have decided to extend that a little bit into, uh, into a new segment. Spin it into a, a, new, a whole new world. It's a spinoff show. Uh, we're going to be doing Cheers. ridiculous moments in hockey history. So that'll be the way to close out the week every single week. Sometimes we'll go Thursday, Friday. Sometimes we'll just go Friday. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited, boys. I love it. I, I do too, because hockey, hockey is not the stupidest sport. Baseball has that on lock, like old baseball records, yes. and like <laughs> yeah. dumb shit that like baseball does. Mm. Um, but hockey's close. Hockey has a lot of dumb things going on. Hockey, I think, is probably well, there. I, I think something that sets hockey apart is that there is room for barbarianism, maybe more so than in other sports. Good word, like, good kind word. Kind of let it go a little bit, and uh, so I just think that leaves a lot more room for shenanigans. And I believe, I believe the phrase you're looking for is "the boys were boys, the boys are being boys." Yeah, um, just if, guys being dudes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just up in the stadium. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Hockey hockey was also quite uh, different than the other sports for a long time. So I feel like there was a lot of leeway given to them because they're good old farm boys from Alberta. Um, and they could just do whatever they wanted. And then, then now we're here somehow. I don't know. I'm excited to like look at like the Flyers in the 70s and see what kind of cocaine they did and all sorts yes. of stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and it'll be going in deep. Like I like we don't really even have anything planned, but I know that this is basically the way it's going to work is that we'll just bring a ton of back like ton of info to a situation that you might not know anything about. Like there's a ton of things in my preliminary research on this topic that like things that I just had no idea happened. I think it was the Flyers like maybe back in the day. Actually, never mind. I'm not even going to go out on that tangent because I don't re- remember and I'm just going to butcher the story. But uh, lots of good stuff to look forward to. We'll be hyping it up as it gets a little bit closer. Uh, and we do have to right, – we're going to get on to the hockey. But one more thing. Okay. we got to talk to you guys about rockauto.com. Now, listen, folks. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years all across North America. You want it. They got it. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible. It's not possible to stock all the parts your car needs in a traditional chain storefront. Is that so why Jerry Seinfeld? You, yeah, it was. Why? What's the deal with chain stores? Good one. Storefronts. Uh, why would you endure the pointless, intimidating questioning from the counterman while he looks at all the parts in his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Doesn't sound like a good use of your time to me. So why would you do it? You have computers with access to rockauto.com, both at home and in your pocket. They've got control modules, engine of the engine variety, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, whether it's for your classic, your daily driver folks, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. 
And best of all, rockauto.com's prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you spend twice as much to auto for auto parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you get there, just do us a favor. Do yourself a favor. Make way for some more wonderful sponsorship opportunities that let you know about everything you need by just writing locked on and their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. That's it. Those, those are pretty simple instructions, eh, guys? Oh, I love it. Thank you. Just writing yes. locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they yeah. know we sent you. Then go to rockauto.com right now. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, let us start with the Boston Bruins, the poorest showing out of any other team in these conference semifinals. And boys, let me be the first to say, you simply love to see it. I blame Tuca. <laughs> <laughs> he quit on his team. Uh, I would love, I would love that. You know what? You know why I can tell I really hate a fan base or just a fan or a team in general? Cause I don't really hate a lot of teams anymore. Like we'll we'll find out on the next episode that like I don't really I don't hate the Colorado Avalanche and I know it sounds anti-Semitic as Cause it's because you're not in the West anymore. Sacrilege. Yeah. As a Red Wings fan, but still, like I just hate the Boston Bruins and I know this. I know my hate is pure because I always root for their fans to have the worst takes. Like I I, I get I get some joy out of seeing Boston fans Boston fans rip Tuca and blame him for the for the loss. Yeah, uh, they employ what's that? What's that guy's name? Joe Jack Haggard. Edwards. Jack. Well, they employ Jack Edwards. Um, yeah, but also is it like Joe Haggerty or whatever the writer? I don't know. Most of the Boston writers are trash, and I try not to pay attention to them. Yeah, I'm actually waiting for Jack Edwards' just like deep seated resentment towards Tuca for the rest of his career. Just the oh yeah, because he couldn't stop that one. Just like in like game thirty five of the regular season next year, I like that. I like that everybody's like, "Oh, we're fine with Lack. He's nearly as good as Rask." Rask played at like a Vesna level this year, and for most of his career, I don't think that's the case. I think Boston's just good, uh, and they don't recognize that they're good. However, you know what would make Boston even better if they knew how to draft? Did you guys notice Zach Zenis yeah. on the ice or uh, Jakob Zaboral? Because I didn't. <laughs> No, but hey, they got that perfection line, and I mean, hey, that's all that's all they need. Remember when they had uh, Dougie Hamilton and Tiger Sagan, and then decided to trade him because they weren't really fitting in with the brand. I love that the brand they use, they can use that line on both players, and one was because <laughs> the dude read books, and the other is because the guy smashed coke off strippers' asses. <laughs> <laughs> right, like where, like what is the line? Or you just want somebody like right in the middle? I. I feel like neither of them were racist enough for Boston is a big issue. That probably has something to do with it. <laughs> they, they, they walked down Yaki way and were like, you know what? I don't, I don't feel comfortable with this. And everybody got mad at them. He's going to go. This guy's going to go. They get knocked. They get knocked out. And then they see Tyler Sagan kneeling for the anthem. And you're like, you know what? In hindsight, still made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Wheeler speaking out against Donald Trump. Mm, yeah. Good to get rid of him too. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, in, like in all seriousness though, like you just love to see this David Krejci crying in the press conference, allegedly crying 
saying we don't know how many more runs this core has in it. Good. I hope it's none. I hope it's zero. I'm so sick of the Boston Bruins. Like they're just not, I, I, and I hate that I feel that way because as a hockey team, like there's, they're a very good hockey team. They're a fun hockey team to watch, but I just can't stand them. I can't stand their fan base. I can't like all like the way that that city talks about like their best players it's like you guys don't deserve anything like you guys have had it too good some bad things need to happen to you so you can have an ounce of perspective the way this these Bruins fans shit on Tuka Rask not even like before like long before these playoffs like you could find a large portion of the fan base and maybe it's just because Twitter's a cesspool but you could find a large portion of this fan base on twitter.com in years past who just Tuca is the problem. He's the reason they lost the Stanley Cup Finals last year. He's the reason it took him so long to get back to the Stanley Cup Finals. And I just can't – it's like you – they're literally the definition of this is why we can't have nice things. It's because you guys suck. It's just like also having the Boston Red Sox winning recently, the Patriots being the Patriots. Like I'm just done with the Boston, New England area. I'm just so done with how good they are. And all of their fans are just shit, shitty people. And it's like, I just, I can't wait for this team. Once Patrice Bergeron is out of his prime and they have absolutely zero prospects for them to be awful for seven years. I think, they have, I think they have one prospect, in fairness, uh, uh, Jack Stadnika. Oh, good for Jack. <laughs> I have two of his rookie cards, just saying. Wait, what? Why? What are you, 80? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just bought a hobby box the other day. I got two of them in there. Real unfortunate. But What's a hobby box? It's like the uh, the big boxes that are like... Did you get off eBay? No, I bought it at the store. Went to a little card shop on my house. I sold that Quinn Hughes rookie card for... I sold it the night of game seven. I put it up. Buy it now, 55. It sold in like 10 minutes. I was like, shit. I could have got a lot more money for that. Yeah, probably. But, Why would you just uh, hold on to it until after the playoffs? Um, because I also bought that box, the hobby box on Friday, and I was like, all right, dude, you're digging yourself a hole here. You got to start selling some cards. How did I know that was going to happen? <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. But I've been buying – so I, I did that so I can buy a bunch of, uh, like, NFL rookies and then just wait for them to pop off and unload them, like, week one or two. I got, like, Jonathan a Taylor. Going KJ Hammers cool, sitting in the wings, stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, any anything else about the Boston Bruins? I mean, Charlie McAvoy was a complete non-factor. He didn't have a single point. Uh, Tory Krug, pretty much a non-factor, except for on the power play. Future Detroit Red Wing, lower that price. I'm just kidding. I don't want that to happen. But I'm also my not favorite kidding. thing about Tory Krug is that one year I named my fantasy hockey team Two Live Krug, and uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you an OVO boy? Uh, oh, why? Because I'm from Toronto. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. The only way is that what is two live crew? I, I can think two, of it. Two live crew is. Do you think two for me, thing? two for you? Two live crew is old. Back in the day of like '90s, Luther Head. Um, they sing. Uh, their most popular song is "We Want Some P Word." <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, I know them. Yeah, <laughs> you, would, you would know them. <laughs> I can't really. I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know X-rated we want or explicit we want to go on this, but uh, and yeah, you should have yeah. said that like Ben Shapiro. 
I did. P word. <laughs> hey, that was, we that's what I was going for. Some P word. There we go. That, that was more of a tuckle card. Tucker God, Carlson. that was a bit. <laughs> That's more of a Tucker Carlson. Oh, God, please. Uh, all right. I have, my, uh, I have my own issues up here in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on the Bruins before we keep it moving right on to the – uh, uh, Yes. Are you guys happy with the fact that Char is probably going to come back next year? Yes. Yes. He's immobile. Yes. And <laughs> okay, good. I like going to take up money. Like, regardless of how small his contract is, and it will be small. Like that, That's the only way he gets brought back. Just yeah, I'll take that. You one point two million, whatever it's going to be. I don't know what the veteran minimum is, but imagine he signs for like two million dollars and it screws them out of like re-signing somebody good or something. That'd be so funny. Yeah, I mean every every move counts when you're up against it that hard. Yep. So, all right, on to the Philadelphia Flyers coming up at the other side of this segment. You're listening to the Locked On Red Wings podcast, a proud member of the Locked On podcast network it's your team every day all right we're back final segment of the day here dancing on some graves with kyle demetrius from the locked on sharks podcast we've got one more team to get to in the eastern conference semifinals edition we just went over the boston bruins and now it's time to get to the philadelphia flyers a team who in my opinion is pretty much the same exact team with less winning like just, just in terms of like the way I look at their fan base and how I've kind of historically hated them. Um, I'll be honest. I haven't hated them in like the last four years. They've kind of lost that Philadelphia Flyers vibe to me. Like they, I hated them when they were a, a, a dirty team, but like they have, like, I don't think Voracek's a, a dirty guy. Clearly, you've never watched Travis Konechny play. No, I, I actually really like. I actually really like it. Yeah, actually, shout out Travis <laughs> Konechny for like some of the most memeable moments of the playoffs. <laughs> making fun of uh, making fun of Nick Letty's teeth. That oh was great. God. And I love that. Like, I love. There's a different. I mean, you know, whatever you want to take his actual play out of the equation. I love me a good villain. Oh yeah, I love heels. Where's where? Yeah, heels are where it's at. Give me the Joel Embiid's every day. Um, Travis Konechny just has too much like rat-based qualities. Yeah, it's a Brad Marchand syndrome. Yeah, 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 exactly. But anyway, sorry, I I hate Philly a lot, so I'll let you guys go first. I mean, I mean, take the floor. Yeah, this is this is dancing on graves. I don't want to pump anybody's tires too much. The Philadelphia Flyers. Barely passed a team that was last place in the play-in. Montreal was 24th. Philly shouldn't have beat them. They got worked at 5v5 against Montreal. That's embarrassing. Carter Hart, the supposed con Smythe champion of the world, got pulled twice in the series. I don't know how you can be in line for the con Smythe when you got lit up for five goals one game and then get mercy pulled the next game because you're sucking, but then put back in the game because they you let the goal in anyway, but it was offside. So, like, I don't understand how Carter Hart can be the Smythe guy. Great. Awesome. Might as well just give it to Gary Price at that point. So, I don't really get that. And then they got to play the Islanders, and it sets up the worst conference finals of all time because Tampa's just going to wax the Islanders because the Islanders didn't have to beat anybody good either. So, Philly just is ass. I don't – and I'm tired of, for some reason, there's a lot of Philly-centric Twitterness. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I used to work at SB Nation. But I'm tired of it. I'm over it. I don't care about Philly. I don't care about Drew and his dumb orange beard. He doesn't look like gritty. I'm over it. 
Gritty's cool though. There we I go. Like that was a nice thing. I like Gritty. My uh... sum that up. <laughs> gritty is cool. <laughs> Nothing about Philadelphia is cool besides Gritty. Like nobody looks at cheese like steaks. nobody's Big like oh, over here. oh man, Sean Couturier, that's a cool hockey player. Nobody's ever one time said that. <laughs> and, I like Sean like, Couturier. No, I but I agree you know, with I agree with both of you. Like they like I don't I like Sean Couturier, but you're right. There is nothing cool about Sean Couturier. It's the same thing with Claude Rue. Like, what's cool about Claude Rue? He's French. I don't know. That's not cool. This is French. But like, exactly. that's it. His name is the one time he hit Crosby. Oh, yeah. and then scored that right time, after that one time in twenty four seven HBO Road to the Winter Classic when he went oh oh. Oh, yeah. you pigeon. pigeon. That's pretty good. That was pretty <laughs> good. That, pigeon. That, that was really fun, yeah. actually. <laughs> that, was, that was a highlight of Claude Giroux. That was the peak of my Claude Giroux fandom. Yeah. It's not even because I don't like JVR. I just thought it was pretty funny. It was a good chirp. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty funny. I, I'm, for, I'm for it here. And you'll be happy to know, because we actually discussed this uh, on Friday's podcast, the Philadelphia Flyers right now, as it sets up, are i think so the cap next year is eighty one thousand. is that correct they're like 81 million Eighty-one thousand. that's not a lot of money at all uh unless you're me that just that's a life-changing amount of money uh if i had eighty-one thousand dollars i wouldn't be doing this podcast (laughs) (laughs) no shit i'd be investing or something I, I, I would have like so many living, hockey cards. I, <laughs> I feel like living <laughs> off the grid in like Sri Lanka or something like that for like multiple years of time. Yes. That's, that's what I would be doing. I wouldn't be like podcast. I don't even know how to spell that. But they are already, they are about half a million dollars away from hitting the salary cap. How? In, in commitments to next year for 2020, 2021. So I don't like what, what do they do? Like they got some bad contracts. They got to kind of start finagling their way out of, and it's, it's going to be an uphill climb. I feel like they're going to do the classic, like dump a useful player, but he makes too much like Scott Lawton and then dump a good player by accident. Or they're definitely getting rid of ghost bear, which will be funny, but then Mm -hmm. they're going to dump somebody good with him for some reason. And you'll just be like, Hmm, interesting choice here, Philadelphia. Okay. So we actually, uh, we had this conversation on Friday. I think that Shane Gosses Bear is a uh, is a trade because I know I know you guys talked about the TSN trade bait list on your show last week. Yeah. We did as well. And Shane Gosses Bear is a guy who I think like if I would I would pick up the phone and uh, call Philly and see about him because he makes a decent amount of money. The thing with the Red Wings, and this is a completely Red Wings centric question, but like they have so much cap money. Like they can afford to do that. And also he's a guy that he's dealt with some injuries and he had a really good peak. Like, I think he was like 10th in Vesna voting one year, like in 2018, he's a guy who I wouldn't, wouldn't mind taking a gamble on just because of the fact that he maybe, maybe just needs a change in scenery or something like that. So maybe that's the guy that they dump and he ends up being good again. Yeah, he makes four and a half million dollars. Hell yeah. Give me some ghost bear. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm 100% for that. And I would love to fleece Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, well, anything else on Philly as we wrap up this episode for the, uh, the Eastern Conference 
semifinals edition of Dancing They're on Graves. They're just a bunch of frauds, and the Liberty Bell is stupid. What a... <laughs> Couldn't say it better myself. Have you ever been to Philly? No, why would I go to that hellhole? Jeez. Everybody's <laughs> mean. <laughs> why would I ever want to go Kyle, there? Kyle, you're the meanest guest we've ever had on this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> the whole point is for me to be mean. I'm just a mild-mannered Canadian. Yeah, okay. That's how you skate by. You fly under yeah. the radar so that your actual nastiness. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Is, is Philly a notable nice. city of uh, niceness? I don't think so. No, I, Rocky I, I was really punching like people. Either. Rocky wasn't real. Give you diarrhea? Like, come on. Well, I love cheesesteaks. I love cheesesteaks, but Rocky wasn't real. Uh, so Rocky was real to the people of Philadelphia, damn it. <laughs> well, I know. they made So much so they have a goddamn statue <laughs> of them. Yeah. It's just awful. Yeah, yeah. like what, what's Detroit like? What if Detroit put up like a statue to like Slim Shady? It's also not real. I don't yeah. know any famous Detroit people that are famous. <laughs> yeah, Eminem's well. so real. I'm like, yeah, Slim Shady. Shady's not real. I'm sure they yeah, do have Emin- a statue of him somewhere. Eminem is real. Slim Shady's not, but I don't know any fake Detroit people. Um, well, Henry Slim Shady's Paul- alter ego. Nickname. Yeah, it's his nickname, the Slim Shady LP. One and two. I'm yeah, Slim Shady. Yes, I'm the real Shady. Yes, I know. I'm oh, you other than Slim Shadies like are just imitating? I got it. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I, I know. I'm aware. I have. I know all the lyrics to every song on the Eminem show, including Drips. What a great song. Wholesome. <laughs> you know who they should put up a statue to is the Little Caesars Pizza Man. He's not real, and he's an icon. Well, you know what they did? So... Uh... <laughs> Funny story about that. Funny story about that. They uh, so when they announced the Red Wings new arena, right? The the original renderings had this LED roof that could change, and you could put up the score of the game on there, and it was beautiful. You could throw up the Red Wings logo. It's got all these cool animations, and then uh, one of the cuts that they made somewhere along the line was scrapping the LED roof and making it a white roof with a giant Little Caesars Pizza Man on top of it. So that's. I would say that's actually a step beyond a statue, you frankly. You can see it from space. Yeah. Yeah, that's way better. The Chinese people have the Great Wall of China. You guys have the Great Roof of Pizza Man. Does he have a name? Uh, Little Caesar. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Good point. I suppose. <laughs> Mike Illich Jr. Yeah. Uh, is his yeah. actual name. Yeah. Uh, and don't hate on Little Caesar's Pizza. I love Little Caesar's Pizza. So Little Caesar's in Canada is absolute garbage. You might as well just eat cardboard. Um, so, I mean, it's not great here either, but it's $5 for a pizza. And it's if you get it hot, pretty okay. it's not, it's not yeah. horrible. I, I mean, I used to work there, so I'm a little biased. Were uh, you the little Caesar? No, I wish. I, I, I always wanted to go out and do the, uh, the sign twirling, but we were too understaffed. So, fun story about that. In my home, <laughs> I grew up in a hometown of like 25,000. And a buddy on my basketball team, him and his sister worked at Little Caesars. And if you went out and stood in the costume and did the sign twirly, you got paid $5 an hour plus got a free pizza at the end of your shift. Oh, my Jesus. goodness. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But you also had to stand at one of the busiest intersections in my small little hometown, twirling a sign dressed as the Little Caesar. So, Jesus. <laughs> hey man, you got to do what you got to do. Couldn't uh, I couldn't imagine doing any sort of sign twirling like in a costume. Like, can you imagine how much, like, your electrolytes have to be off the charts for you to even think about attempting something like that? You can refuel on, like, ranch sauce or marinara. 
<laughs> it's just like in an IV, like the ranch and the marinara coming together. <laughs> yeah, see, you get it. All right, uh, that does it for this episode. Go check out the Western Conference Semifinals Edition. It's uh, on the other side of this one. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe. Catch the Locked On Sharks uh, podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Where are you on Twitter, Kyle? Uh, Kyle Demetrius. It's on the Twitter. At Kyle Demetrius uh, on the Twitter. We'll talk to you guys in a couple minutes. Bye.